0: Welcome to Open Oceans, I'm Sarah, and i Pax, and today we're here to learn about the work of people researching and conserving life in the world's oceans. In today's episode, we'll be hearing from researchers hubbed out of UBC's Institute for Oceans and Fisheries. So today we have the privilege of chatting with the world's leading expert on marine mammals, Dr. Andrew Trait. Um, Andrew currently directs the Marine Mammal Research Unit. An integrated research program within the Institute of Oceans and Fisheries at the University of British Columbia, committed to providing independent research and advice on marine mammals. Okay, so starting off, can you tell us a little bit about the goals of your lab and give us some examples of the types of projects that your team is currently working on?
1: The primary goal is to focus on questions related to the conservation of marine mammals to provide knowledge that can help us make uh, better decisions, to both uh, help support them as well as to understand the impacts they're having on ecosystems. And the other aspect of what we do is, is overall just try to reduce conflicts between people and marine mammals. Right now we're dealing with probably the biggest conflict I've dealt with in my career, which is whether or not in British Columbia, we should remove half of all the seals and sea lions. For me on this, it's what I see us through a university is we're supposed to separate back from fiction. The public comes to us for advice. We try to explain what we know for certain. We explain what we don't know. And also we talk about the uncertainties.
0: Um, so obviously your research is supported by a whole bunch of different data sources from a whole bunch of different time periods. Um, and from captive animals and laboratory studies um, to research you're doing in the field. Uh, we were just wondering if you could kind of discuss how some of the new technologies have been advanced in this field.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that universities stand out for is being on the cutting edge of technologies or methods, whether or not it's computer models uh, or whether or not it's to apply uh, essentially cell phone technologies like biologging to track the fine scale movements of animals, looking in with satellite tracking devices using drones, developing advanced molecular techniques, looking at stable isotopes. But I would say that pretty much every technique that I see both conservation groups using and government scientists using, they're all started by university students, graduate students.
0: Taking a step back from the more research fieldwork side of what you do, more broadly thinking about the influence of media and policy, Using these two outlets to reach the public and to enact change, mm-hmm. what are some of the key lessons you've learned in how to do that effectively?
1: For me, I often see marine as being like ambassadors of the ocean, and one can talk about their needs in terms of the changes that are occurring in the ocean. But often reporters just want to stick on this very high level of, it was so amazing and so it's sometimes more challenging to get beyond that, to things that are, are more important. In terms of the science that we're doing and, and how that affects management, my sense is that there's a disconnect at some level. And that is that you've got science and then you've got management. And I feel that science is sort of a bottom-up process and management is a top-down process. And I don't see a nice exchange of information between the two hemispheres. I do see a lot of positive stuff happening now with some of the technical advisory groups that DFO is setting up where they've got First Nations representation on it and they've got industry representation on it. And I think that's all really good.
0: We were wondering on a more cheery note, if you could maybe describe some of the positive changes um, that you've witnessed in your time working in this area.
1: I know that I moved to Vancouver in 1980. And at the time, if I was walking, you know, along Spanish banks or around English Bay, I don't recall ever seeing a marine mammal ever. Now you go down, you can see just like so much life there. I see killer whales now along the seawall. We've got humpback whales that have come back after a hundred years and I now walk and Either take BC ferries. It's just so much life that's here. It's not at all the same system. And I think that marine mammals are rewilding our oceans. And if we give them a chance, uh, they will help ensure that our oceans are more sustainable, more productive, and healthier overall for everybody.
0: Wonderful. All right. This takes us to our last point here. This is the, the way zoom out. What about your work gives you the most joy?
1: I think there's two things And that. One is being the first to discover something that no one else has ever seen before. Every now and then you get um, a sense of true joy and excitement when you find something. And what I like the university is, or the, working with the students, it's just so much positive energy, enthusiasm. And I really enjoy discovering things with students and helping to mentor them. Anyway, thanks so much. Um, Thank you, appreciate it.
0: Music was created by CHEEL and provided by YouTube Free Audio Library. Be sure to join us in our next episode to learn more about marine conservation. Thanks for tuning in.